Hello, friends, and welcome to a new episode of the Latter-day Ladies podcast. I'm your host and your friend, Jenny Moss, and today we're diving into a very powerful theme. Expect miracles and expect opposition. A perfect discussion for the beginning of the year with new goals and new excitement and new opposition that we will face. I didn't truly understand opposition until my testimony really started gaining traction in my life. The light and knowledge started to snowball, and almost like a dance, the opposition pushed back against my spiritual progress. Each time I received revelation, the opposing force came out swinging. Back in 2010, while I was serving as a full-time missionary, I started having these migraines. And I was actively ignoring the migraines until my mission companion had a dream. In this dream, the Lord told her I needed to go to the doctor immediately. I trusted her promptings and was examined by a primary care physician who found a mass in my thyroid bed. After a decade of seeing many different doctors now, I can see the miracle it was that a primary care physician was able to detect a mass. This is difficult even for thyroid specialists, even for endocrinologists who see people with thyroid disorders every single day. Not only was this experience miraculous, but the Lord called me to serve in Houston, Texas. Houston has a world-class cancer center, and is full of very experienced and highly trained physicians. Not only did he show me what I needed, he positioned me to receive incredible care. Still, learning I had a cancerous mass and needing surgery was a lot of information for a 22-year-old girl. After consulting with the Lord, I received a powerful witness— before going in for surgery, that I would not only survive the experience, but one day would have my dream, a family. Almost immediately after receiving this sacred revelation, an equal darkness started to descend upon me. I felt completely engulfed. Fears, anxieties, and a false witness that I would not survive the procedure were the only things that I could think of. Because of all of these conflicting feelings that were happening inside me, I felt the need to speak words out loud. I said this, Jesus Christ said, I will be okay, so I will. It was verified by the Holy Ghost. He speaks only to truth. I felt the darkness leave my body, and a calm reminder of what I truly knew remained with me. In that moment of opposition, calling on Jesus Christ saved me. It's important to understand that having opposition in our lives is not necessarily a bad thing. Opposition makes movement forward possible. For instance, opposition allows people to swim. There are opposing forces at work as we push our hands down against the water to complete a stroke. The water's resistance pushes back and propels us forward. When we use proper techniques, the antagonistic pressure is the very thing that advances us through the water. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland taught this, It is the plain and very sobering truth 
that before and after great moments, certainly great spiritual moments, there can come adversity, opposition, and darkness. End quote. With that knowledge and understanding, it's easy to draw the line between opposition and great spiritual moments. If you're feeling resistance in life, know that it is not because of your weakness, but rather your strength. Opposition is an opportunity to grow your trust in Christ's power. These moments show us our capacity to become more like our Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. The resistance we face makes progression possible. As we experience new challenges, we learn techniques and strategies that will help us swim against the current. There will be times where we feel like we have no strength left. At those times, we can turn to the one who swam alongside us through this journey. The Savior knows how to strengthen us and when to give us rest. Opposition enables us to not only move toward God, but to become like Him through the atonement of Christ. This entire principle of opposition reminded me of its counterpart being spiritual momentum. This was a conversation that was first started in my mind through President Nelson's wonderful and epic talk, Spiritual Momentum, where he said this, quote, We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of the times are intensifying. Positive spiritual momentum will keep us moving forward amid the fear and uncertainty created by pandemics, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, and armed hostilities. Spiritual momentum can help us withstand the relentless, wicked attacks of the adversary and thwart his efforts to erode our personal, spiritual foundation. End quote. I truly believe that we can receive that spiritual momentum, and it will help us withstand all of the things that are happening in this world. So many conversations I've had have surrounded all of the intensity that we are experiencing as a community, but also on a larger scale in our world at this time. We can withstand those elements of opposition if we but hold fast to the spiritual momentum we can create within our own lives. There are five principles that the prophet advised us to do to create and cultivate the spiritual momentum. The first one is get on the covenant path and stay there. He said this, quote, the covenant path is the only path that leads to exaltation and eternal life, end quote. We need the covenants that we made at baptism and those that we have or will make in the temple to withstand the spiritual whirlwinds of our time. These covenants can give us power to overcome temptation and opposition. We will find our spiritual roots extend as we learn and lean 
deeper into keeping those sacred promises with the Lord. I have found within myself a growth of all of these elements that I did not even know were there through maintaining and seeking to keep my covenants that I've made with the Lord. I found places within my spirit and soul that have expanded and extended because of his power. We have the opportunity to literally partner with the Savior in this work. Each and every one of us can do this. The second principle is discover the joy of daily repentance. President Nelson taught this, quote, Please do not fear or delay repenting. Satan delights in your misery. Cut it short. Cast his influence out of your life. Start today to experience the joy of putting off the natural man. The Savior loves us, always, but especially when we repent. He promised that though the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, my kindness shall not depart from thee. End quote. I love that amazing promise that we will have the Savior with us as we completely turn our lives over and over and over to Him in repentance. I remember as a kid wondering if there were things that I had forgotten at the end of the day to repent for. And I would always get really concerned that I was going to the going to bed without repenting for everything that I needed to. The powerful thing about repentance is even if we have forgotten something, the Lord looks upon the heart. It's amazing to me how the Lord sometimes will remind me and bring things to my remembrance to help me understand how I can better repent in my life, better come closer to Him, and realign with what His will is for my life. The third principle is learn about God and how he works. President Nelson said this, quote, With frightening speed, a testimony that is not nourished daily by the good word of God can crumble. Thus, the antidote to Satan's scheme is clear. We need daily experiences worshiping the Lord and studying his gospel. I plead with you to let God prevail in your life. Give Him a fair share of your time. As you do, notice what happens to your positive spiritual momentum. End quote. The adversary is masterful in twisting and changing gospel principles to tweak it just so, so it becomes a false teaching. Many times I have looked beyond the mark because of false promptings of Satan, who has declared things that I needed to do more of or be more of so that I could approach my Savior. The adversary has tried to taint my understanding of what gospel living looks like in absolutely every way. But it's amazing that the more that I have seeked to learn about God— I've been able to understand and identify what the adversary is doing and what the Lord truly teaches. We cannot listen to Satan. We cannot give his false words airtime in our brain. 
Instead, when those twisted words come from him, we can listen to the prophet's voice. We can read the scriptures of God. President Nelson himself said, quote, You are the literal hope of Israel, end quote. When we turn off the access Satan has to our thoughts and to our minds, and instead turn ourselves to the Savior through his teachings, we will be better equipped and able to see and recognize God for who he is, and in turn, recognize Satan for the foolish liar that he is. The next principle is seek and expect miracles. President Nelson said this, quote, Every book of scripture demonstrates how willing the Lord is to intervene in the lives of those who, who believe in him. He parted the Red Sea for Moses, helped Nephi retrieve the brass plates, and restored his church through the prophet Joseph Smith. Each of these miracles took time and may not have been exactly what those individuals originally requested from the Lord. End quote. When Moses was praying to have his people be delivered, I'm sure he was not intending for the Red Sea to be parted. But what an amazing, amazing thing to draw upon, especially when teaching primary children what a miracle is. I don't know about the experiences you've had in your own life, but for me, a lot of the most powerful miracles that I've seen and experienced have been so specific to my needs and the things that I value and treasure that it was almost like a special love note from the Lord, a miracle that in my eyes seemed absolutely magnificent. Uh, for instance, yesterday we went to the temple um, up in Gila Valley and I was in a lot of pain in the morning and I was wondering how we could possibly make the drive because it's almost two hours. And um, the Lord basically just said, trust me. And I was like, okay. So I had some of my pain eased on the drive up, but um, after driving and then doing uh, some temple work, I was really, really feeling it and having like extreme amounts of sciatica pain. And uh, the Lord basically told me to hold on. And I wondered what that meant. So on the whole drive home, I just was very uncomfortable and in quite a bit of pain. And when I got home, there was a package, something that I had ordered quite a while ago, and it was an acupuncture mat. And um, so I felt prompted to just lay directly down on these little spikes. And it was uncomfortable, especially with my back already hurting. But I laid down on it for about 25 minutes. And when I got back up, I realized that my back didn't hurt anymore. It was the first time it really didn't hurt since having baby Maggie. And I was pretty surprised, but wondered if it was going to hold up through the whole night. And when I woke up this morning, it was the first time since the birth that I have not felt pain waking up. It was so exciting. And I felt grateful for that little prompting of, you can wait, just wait on me. Because this miracle of my back not hurting and me feeling prompted to order something weeks and weeks ago that would help me today, the way that those things intertwined felt truly personal and magnificent to me. We can seek and expect miracles in our life because the Lord wants to work in our life. 
the last thing that President Nelson encourages us to do for spiritual momentum is end conflict in your personal life. He says this, quote, end conflict in your life. Exercise the humility, courage, and strength required both to forgive and seek forgiveness. The Lord has promised that if we forgive men their trespasses, our Heavenly Father will also forgive us. End quote. I love that President Nelson ended our spiritual momentum uh, pep talk on ending conflict because it truly is such a freeing feeling when we resolve something that has happened in our lives with someone who we're connected with. Nothing feels better than that resolution. So I loved these steps that he's given us. Get on this covenant path and stay there. Discover the joy of daily repentance. Learn about God and how he works. Seek and expect miracles and end conflict in your life. I know that every single one of us have had opposition in our life. Um, recently, I feel like everybody I know is, is dealing with really big stuff. But recognizing that that opposition is there to help us can really ease some of that tension and help us understand that we are given that opposition so that we can move forward, gain spiritual momentum, understand that we need to do things to push past this oppositional force so that we can achieve what we and the Lord covenanted to do before this life, which was to come here, gain a body, enter into covenants with him and be able to return back. I know that God cares about your life and the choices that you are making. He cares whether or not you talk to him at the end of the day. He cares about the way that you view yourself. And I know that he will help you not only be able to overcome the world, but to understand and see purpose in this opposition as you seek for spiritual momentum. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Latter-day Ladies podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sending it to a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in gospel-centered artwork, you can go onto our website, thelatterdayladies.com, and click on the Etsy tab. Have an amazing week!